Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time again for one of our favorite shows. It's This Week with Wendy. With your host, Wendy Ross, who after decades of working at real estate brokerages in Silicon Valley and Orange County, decided it was time to create a different real estate business model. And so she did. That's when Veracity Real Estate was born. Time was right for a renewed commitment to bespoke client advocacy at all price levels. Yes, we said all price levels. Something you don't see in very high-cost luxury markets like Southern California. And through it all, she's built a company of data-driven real estate investment advisors who see themselves as truth seekers and truth tellers. And truth be told, well, I can't believe half the truth she tells me half the time here. <laughs> they're so shocking. They're so strange. They're so uh, out of the norm. But that's this show, This Week with Wendy. So welcome back, Wendy. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> Shocking, strange, and out of the norm. I think this is it. I think this is like become a paranormal show or something. <laughs> this, is like... this is sounding more and more like Ripley's Believe It or I Not. I think it is. Yes, exactly. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Well, We're curiouser and curiouser, what kind of oddities are you going to show us today? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Okay, can I just say that I don't normally sit in this chair, and here I am, and I'm looking at the door. Has that sign, Feed the Producer, always been there? <laughs> always been there, yes. That's I a little subtle that. hint to keep feeding the producer. So her. I should be bringing you scones and sour mash? Exactly. Or, or black bananas. And yet we've never done this. <laughs> I am remiss. Finally. Finally, you know. <laughs> All right, people. <laughs> Note to self. Scones, Note to self. Sour mash. I'm not bringing black bananas. That's <laughs> disgusting. Absolutely not. No. No. Maybe some smell. scones. 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 Well, Actually, Irish, seven yeah. sisters scones. One of our clients. Amazing scones. <sighs> Actually owned by a family of seven sisters. Wow. See, that's why I was suggesting all along. Talk about subtly. curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul. All right, Ordering. so Kara's back again. Kara's going to sit and tell you, ask, ask the questions here today. She is. She is. So to your point, I mean, it's a little Twilight Zone-ish when you talk real estate with me. I know. I know. Because I bring perspective that you don't hear, apparently, Ever. Ever. No. Ever. No. Anywhere. And so, you know, part of my charm is that I bring my own analysis. I bring my own perspective to the market. And I actually tell you things that are there and have always been there that no one else talks about. And part of the way I do that is by surrounding myself with experts. And today it just happens to be me again. You know? Why not? Because I need to bring curiouser and curiouser things to the fore. That's that's what I do. Well, so. the topic today is worth, is got my curiosity peaked already here. You what know, are we talking about? The the uh, Property tax pillow property talk. tax pillow talk. You're just going to whisper in our ear about property taxes here today. <laughs> Sweet little nothing. Honey, have you paid the property taxes? <laughs> you know, something that I talk to with my investors a lot is that there is nothing sexier than cash flow. Yes. Nothing is sexier than That's those true. dollar signs. And so if you understand how property tax can be used to your advantage to benefit your bottom line, why on earth would you not embrace that? And, and there are so many things that people don't either don't know about or they forget about. So we really need to talk about it, particularly in such a high-cost environment. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to chit-chat about that. And so we're welcoming back Kara Stewart. Uh, she's a former reporter, so who better to interview me? She, of course, is a serial entrepreneur like there's any other kind who just does <laughs> one. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, really. Right. I mean, that's redundant. She's the founder and CEO of Alta Lunas. Uh, media and marketing, and she's also the chief brand officer of Veracity Real Estate, my company. Hi, Wendy. Hi, you. So happy to be here back with it's you. Good to be here with you and have you interview me because you know you're already marketing and packaging me. We may as well talk about it. Always one of my favorite topics, and 
So we're going to dive in here today pretty soon. But before we do that, <laughs> do you want to keep at least one thing traditional? You know, I got to frame the market. All right. It is called This Week with Wendy for a reason. All right. Go, girl. All That's right. why we're here. So last week in Orange County, we got 488 new listings on the market, which was a 25% uptick over the week before. So, of course, I'm delighted by that. It's not enough, but it's movement in the right direction. At this point of the year, we want to see between 1,500 and 1,600 new listings come on the market each week. So, of course, you know, it's paltry, but it's still, it's an improvement, so I'm delighted. 489 homes went into escrow. That was down 15% over the week before. But remember, the week before, we had so few new listings, there was nothing to put into escrow. So the absorption rate is there, but it's relative. 602 homes sold. That was up 3%. So again, you know, we're selling voraciously through the inventory that's there. It took seven days on median to sell a home. So that was an increase of a day. But come on, people. I mean, anything in the spring summer market selling in less than 30 days, it's ridiculous. So the median price settled back down to a million fifty, which is interesting. It was up to a million ninety-five last week, but the first two weeks of the month it was at a million fifty. So clearly in March, that's where our median price just wants to be. Um, our list price to sold, sold price ratio was super strong. So we keep pricing them, we keep listing them higher, but they sell above that anyway. So the final list to close ratio was 105.8%. That was down a skosh over the week before, but still signs that things are still super, super, super hot. Lots of buyers out there, they're competing, the prices are going up, they're selling in a nanosecond. You know, it, it kind of is what it is. And to give all the listeners perspective, in April in Orange County, historically, and, and I mean pre-pandemic, so before 2019, we would normally sell about you know, 2,700, 2,800 homes out of roughly 8,200 listings. And that's like a third. It's like, like 34% sell through. So far this month, we've sold 2,700 homes out of 3,627 listings. So we haven't had even half the normal inventory. We've already sold through 56% of it, and we're not done yet. There's six more days. So the heat is definitely on. Anyone waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for prices to fall because interest rates have gone up, it's not going to happen this year. I don't think prices are going to drop really anytime soon. I think the appreciation may start to cool next year. And if you want to wait, okay, fine, you know, wait, but you're going to pay more. So anyway, that's the market this week. So it's a different week, but basically the same indicators. And for those in the back of the room, let's say it one more time, <laughs> the market is not going to crash. Right. It's going to get more expensive. So if you're a seller, sell now so you can buy something else. you got to live somewhere. And buyers, buy now. Buy now. You can pay more later, but why would you want to do that? So let's talk about not paying more and actually saving some money. Don't you Making love that? some real money in real estate investing. Here comes the pillow talk. Here comes the pillow talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about that a little bit more. The, this whole idea of the property tax pillow talk. Mm -hmm. You're making data sexy as Someone's only you can. It. As only you can. <laughs> And what's so sexy about this topic is it is a way of bringing some relief to Orange County residential real estate buyers, sellers, and investors. Mm -hmm. One of the things we're always talking about here in Orange County that we hear a lot about is the concept of Melrose. Mm -hmm. And like so many things burdened in Orange County, it's so steeped in mystery and misconception. I don't think a lot of people who are even paying it mm -hmm. know what it is. It's pretty shocking. So let's talk about that. I want to talk about the Melrose. I also want to talk about an adjacent topic, which is 
the Mills Act, which I think is even less well-known or understood here in Orange County. Right. So let's just jump in. What exactly is Melrose? Okay, so Mellow Ruse is a property tax bond, and it's not a static thing. That it, That is the name of a classification of bond, and it was designed because builders started building housing tracts in areas where there was no infrastructure. You know, it's so like out in the Orchard Hills areas is a good example. It was orchard on the hills. So there hence was, the name. Hence the name. So there was no streets. There were no street lights. There was no sewer. There was no fire department to put out fires. There was no police. There weren't schools. And you know, Melrose bonds are bonds that are to pay for all that infrastructure. So they are a a set fee. You know, they don't go up or down with the value of your home. It is actually an extra tax bill. It's a supplemental tax on top of your base tax levy. And there can be one or more Melrose bonds on a property. It just depends upon the community. And they have varying um, tenures. They vary usually between 20 and 40 years. So somebody who's buying a home can go to the Orange County Assessor site and actually look up every Melrose bond relative to a, pro- a parcel and see when it was initiated, when it's set to a sunset, all that kind of thing to determine whether or not this additional expense is something they can live with for you know however long it's going to continue. But it's really, really important to be aware that if you're buying a gorgeous, shiny new home in a gorgeous, shiny new community anywhere, it's probably going to have much higher property taxes than a home that has been rehabilitated, if you will, in an older established community. So if someone did not want to go to the trouble, though, of actually going to the OC tax assessor's office mm-hmm. to determine this, mm-hmm. I imagine that's something that their realtors should be sharing with them as they're helping to evaluate which properties to consider. Yeah. A, a smart realtor actually knows how to get this information, and it's a little disturbing how many don't. Um And, yeah, we should look all of this up. We should be bringing all this information to our clients as they're out there approaching the market so they understand where to spend their time looking. Profoundly important, because here's an example. Let's say that we're looking, we've got someone and they're getting a loan and they can afford a $1.5 million home. A $1.5 million home in Rancho Mission Viejo, which is really new, and it used to be you know equestrian facilities, and and there's several Melrose bonds out there. A $1.5 million home there is probably going to have annual taxes about $25,000. You could get a pretty new home that was like maybe four or five years old in Baker Ranch, another new community where the infrastructure was already there. You could pay the same $1.5 million and your property taxes there would be like $16,000. So it's $9,000 a year difference. I mean, in 10 years, it's $90,000. And remember, people, this is stuff you can't write off. You're just writing a check for this, and you're getting the same product. You're getting the exact same type of house, but because of where you chose to buy it or where someone didn't tell you not to buy it, you know, you're know you stuck with this additional bill. And as long as you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. there's not a right or a wrong here. But for me and for most of my clients, we'd rather save the nine grand. It's those upfront disclosures, and nine grand goes a long way, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about being in a home for 10 years. Exactly. And now our, our typical stay, or a turn, if you will, in a home is 11 years. It used to be six or seven about 10 years ago, and now it's 11. So, you know, you're talking $100,000 in extra property taxes on top of the base levy that you're already paying. So it's kind of mind-blowing. And, and in Orange County, areas like Rancho Mission Viejo, Ladera Ranch, most of the Great Park in Irvine, you know, many of the newer communities in Irvine are going to have these extra property taxes called Melrose. You know, that could buy Paul a lot of scones. <laughs> yes, I'm already counting. Right. <laughs> I couldn't even carry the cases of sour mash. We, we will try, though, just for you. All right. 
that's a great explanation of Melarus. What about this Mills Act, though? See, and I, and I love I love it. We're talking about this because people often confuse the two of them. I guess because they both start with M. So Mills Act is actually a property tax abatement style program. So it's where a homeowner of a home that has historic significance, and that's relative, and that's defined by each city, makes an actual contract with the city. And the city says, well, yes, we agree. Your home is historically relevant. For example, those amazing tracks of Eichler homes in Orange and Tustin, these gorgeous, iconic mid-century homes are obviously really architecturally relevant. So the city says, we agree it's architecturally relevant, and they negotiate with you that we think it's going to cost X amount of money per year for you to maintain this home in exactly this condition because historic preservation is important to us and important to the community. So this translates into, let's just say again, you buy a $1.5 million Eichler home and your property taxes, your base levy is 1% because that's the way it works here. It should be $15,000. But they say, you know what, it's probably going to cost you eight or $9,000 a year to maintain it. So your property tax is, is now half or less. So you're going to pay $6,000 a year in property taxes rather than the $15,000. And again, that's massive savings. And it's not like you have to live in the home. So if you're an investor or you're helping your kids buy a house or, 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 you know, you could use that to supplement your bottom line. If you're putting a renter in that house, a three-bedroom home, and now you have much lower property taxes, your cash flow is going to be so greatly enhanced. It's just smart. And it doesn't have to be a single-family home. It could be a commercial building. It could be a duplex. I mean, they're charming, charming turn-of-the-century duplexes in Santa Ana, in Long Beach, in all these areas where you can have pennies for your property tax bill and put renters in there. I mean, what a great legacy to leave for your family. And you're preserving the, the historic integrity of the community, which is just cool. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not sexy. That is sexy. And talking about... you know. We were always talking about how old Orange County is, mm-hmm. but this is how we make sure that the charms of yesteryear continue through the modernization of our county. Right. Who doesn't love going to Old Town Orange? Who doesn't love walking the circle and checking out those gorgeous Victorian homes or some of the Spanish revivals? I mean, I just love those. I mean, if I'd give my right arm for one of those 1920s Spanish revivals, and if people understood, they could buy that gorgeous historic home that has all of that charm and pay a third the property tax as their buddies do that are in you know some other community. Who's the fool here? Who's the smart one? That's the biggest difference. It's it's the idea of an assessment versus an abatement between Melarus and the Mills Act. And the swing is massive. And it's not just it's not just certain types of homes or certain sizes of homes. I wish I had the address, although I probably shouldn't say it. But there is a massive estate home on the water side of Coast Highway in Laguna Beach that was also historically relevant. And they saved tens of thousands of dollars every single year in property taxes to maintain that home to historic standards. So smart, smart people look for these. Let's go a little bit deeper into this then. Mm -hmm. How exactly does the Mills Act save homeowners money? You gave us one example right there about the historic preservation to Mm -hmm. ensure that you're able to continue this property maintenance. Mm -hmm. What else does it do? Because I've I've heard you say that California has actually called this one of the single most important economic development engines for our state. Well, yeah. And I think that the intention here is when homeowners are saving that much money, yes, the intention is we're, we're giving you this abatement on your taxes so you can then spend that money preserving your home. But functionally, a lot of that money is going right back into the local economy. It's, again, just re-stimulating what's going on. And 
in my opinion, again, this is me, my show of my opinion, I live in a mid-century home. You know, I bought a home because preserving the cultural and historic integrity of the community was important to me. People who do that are more likely to shop local and stay local and employ local. So it becomes this sort of, you know... And listen to community radio like OC Talk Radio. Look at us go. You're welcome, Paul. I like Plug. it. The way you ding, guys ding, just ding. worked that in. See? Okay, right. She's my publicist for <laughs> <laughs> The woman is good at this. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, I don't want to sound like, you know, a do-gooder, but if we can do what we're going to do anyway mm-hmm. and have a greater outcome from it, why not? Why not? I bought my, my little California craftsman home because I love it. So why not preserve it to that standard? It just makes good sense. So, and if I can help any of my clients save three, four, five, ten thousand dollars a year on their property taxes and they can then make that reinvest that in another way to grow their family's legacy for their kids, that just feels good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anyone who has family who doesn't want that for them. Don't we all want to leave something bigger, better and grander for our kids and, and their kids and It's a different kind of pillow talk, but being able to put your head down on your pillow at night and feel like you've created a legacy and are able to be financially independent or financially stable is pretty sexy, too. That's exactly my point. I mean, I love, love, love when I find a property and I'm like, this ticks all the boxes for my clients. They're going to love it. They're going to be happy there. And they're going to be delighted that they're doing something for their family. They're helping with their legacy. Their financial advisor is going to love me because there's more money for them to invest in other ways. And then I get to be the rock star and know that I was a a key part of helping improve someone's life. That's the feel good for me. All right. That's only one way to save money, though, is the Mills Act. Can we talk about some other ways to save money? I imagine we're also going to have to bust a few misconceptions here, which you do so well and we love focusing on. I'm always hearing that homeowners, for example, can't sell a property and buy a new one because of tax base issues. Yes. What's real and what's not? What exactly, could you, could you walk us through, what exactly are the rules about transferring base year value? Yeah. And what does that even mean for those who are initiated in this? It's a mini splendored thing. I, I'm glad we have time. Um, okay, so property tax 101. So many people have moved here from other states and actually are not aware that California's Proposition 13, which was implemented back in the 70s, was designed to prevent people from being hyper-taxed on a massively appreciating asset. Our property values here are so much higher than many other parts of the United States that it was getting out of control. So Proposition 13 said, your new property tax levy is going to be assessed by whatever you paid for the property. So if you pay a million dollars, that is your taxable value. We'll give you a little nod. We'll give you a $7,000 homeowner's exemption. So, okay, now your taxable value is, you know, 993000 But, you know, effectively, it's a million dollars, right? So it's 1% of the value. And it may not, the property tax taxable value may not be increased annually any more than 2%. So think about it. If you've owned a home for 10 years, it could only increase, the taxable levy could only be increased by 2% per year. What has our property, how fast and how much has our property appreciated annually, historically? Far more than 2%. So this is how people gain wealth, simply through that particular property tax protection. So 
what we have then is people like many of my clients who, you know, bought homes or built homes and lived there for 20 and 30 years, raised their kids, they're empty nesters, they're over 55, they've got these massive homes with these tiny property tax levies. And they're like, well, why would I sell my home now for $2 million when I'm paying taxes based on the levy of only $800,000? So I would be taking my $8,000 a year property tax to a similar property where I would then have to pay $20,000 a year in taxes. And I I can't afford that differential. And and now it's all tax cap. We keep talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, we can only write off $10,000 of total local taxes. So like this makes a common topic here, right? It makes no sense. So what people are forgetting about is that those of us who are over 55, we can take the base property tax levy from the home that we live in, our primary residence, and we can move it to another property of equal or lesser value and have exactly the same property tax rate. Now that's a relatively new part of the provision, right? No, we've had we had that provision if we were moving within Orange County through Prop 60 for quite some time. Okay. We also had that provision if we were moving from Orange County to one of a few select other counties that opted in to cooperate with us. And originally it was around 30 count- counties and it dwindled down to be about 9. So it was pretty pretty sad that very few counties were willing to forego the tax revenue. They're like, we don't want to play this game. We want all the property tax. So Prop 90 allowed us to move back and forth with this, you know, porting that that reduced base tax levy to other counties. However, two years ago in 2020, Prop 19 was implemented, and that has many impacts, one of which is it, it amends the 60s, Prop 1690. And it says now homeowners over 55 years old can not only take it to these select counties, they can take it to any county that they want in California. And unlike before, when we could only do it one time, we can do it up to three times. And let's say that we're married, each of us can do it up to three times. And the reason this is important is because, okay, we're empty nesting, we're moving from the 3,000 square foot house or 5,000 square foot house that you know a younger family would greater appreciate. We're moving to a smaller house by the beach. Well, let's say we move to a smaller house with many stairs by the beach. And then we age further and stairs are a problem. And we need to move again. And now we're older and we're definitely on social security and fixed income and, and, and. So this facilitates us using it multiple times. The head scratcher for me is that we're not all talking about this because Half of my friends are over 55. I'm over 55. It's like we should all be aware that we have this because we can sell our departure home that no longer suits our needs and go find something else and not be adversely impacted by the property tax. And what delights me most about this Prop 19 change is this. Let's say I want to leave my tract home in, let's just say Mission Viejo, and I want to move to a shishi little condo in Corona Del Mar. And the shishi little condo in Colonel Delmar is actually more expensive than the house I'm leaving behind. I can still do that. I can take my base property tax with me, and there, I'm, there's just going to be a small adjustment of property tax for the amount of value that the new house has that exceeds the value of the departure home. So now we're just going to calculate tax. Let's say the departure home is 1.5, and I'm buying a condo for 1.8. So there's $300,000 now that's going to have an additional tax uh, calculated on it, but it's better than it would have been if I was paying the whole tax. This is an incredibly enhanced program that everyone needs to be aware of. And what kind of kills me is that it doesn't just relate to people who are 55 years old or older. And this is what I was getting at um, on a prior show when we were talking um, 
with the Alzheimer's Association people, and I did look it up, and it is really, really important that we know that this tax, this base tax levy, does also apply to people who are severely and permanently disabled of any age. So, heaven forbid, somebody owns a home and they were injured in a horrible accident and they, they need to leave that home and move to a home that better suits their physical requirements, they can now transport that base property tax as well because of that disability. This also applies to veterans and people who have been displaced from their homes. So, let's say that somebody has a home there was um, this big incident in Northern California where there was this major gas line explosion and a lot of homes were impacted and a lot of homes were red tagged and deemed they couldn't be inhabited. Mm -hmm. And these poor homeowners, if they had those homes for 10 years and they had to go buy another home, they too, because their home was made unsuitable through an act that was not of their own making, they can also transport their base property tax. But you have to know to ask for it. So there, you just presented three scenarios in which this would work. Mm -hmm. And let's let's clarify these couple yes. things. So we have for someone over 55, yes. for someone who lives with severe disabilities, mm -hmm. and for homeowners that have been impacted by disasters here in California. Right. Remind us, what are the couple points that someone over 55 needs to know? You mentioned that it was uh, must be their primary residence, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the replacement property must be purchased or newly constructed. Does it does it matter? Within two years. Good point. Within okay. two years of the sale of their primary residence. If you're selling your primary residence and you're buying a primary residence, you're probably going to do it within two years. So yes, within two years. Okay. Yes. And then that is an age restriction. So anyone 55 or above. Mm -hmm. But for someone living with a severe disability, one can be of any age. Correct. There are some requirements, of course. You know, you're going to have to go to the county and there forms for all of this. There are forms <laughs> for everything. Um, and you will need a doctor's statement asserting that you are severely and permanently disabled. It shocks me how many people either work with, live with, or know people who are severely and permanently disabled and are not finding this for them. Mm -hmm. So you need to go to the county assessor if you are, and the assessor has this wonderful consumer advocate that you can call and say, hey, how do I take advantage of this program and get them to help you? Because they want to. You know, they're there. We have these Why funds. There. That are, exactly. They're allocated. They're earmarked to help these people who most need it. And that's a great message for the nonprofits listening to us as well, who do work with our constituents here who have disabilities or are the caregivers around them. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So California, we're not immune to natural disaster here. I mean, we have wildfires, floods, mm -hmm. earthquakes. I don't even know what's going to happen next, but mm -hmm. we'll do knock on wood. Mm -hmm. This same provision applies to those situations as it well, does. right? If your home slides down a hill and it's not your fault... You know, and you have to buy another home. If you lived in that home for 20 years, think of what your base property tax levy was. It would be daunting. I would be, aside from having the terror of having your home somehow made unlivable through some act of God, if that's what you want to call it, and having to go find another home, then being hit with, oh my goodness, my property taxes are going to go from $2,000 to $15,000. I don't know how I'm going to do that. All right. We only have a minute or two more, Wendy, but we want to end it with one juicy question. How does this apply to property taken by government action? We don't want to start anything. We don't want writing campaign about government action, but it does apply here. So let's let's stir up some controversy. Yeah, and by by that we mean eminent domain. So if the government was going to say add a toll road or widen a freeway or do something um, where they require the land upon which homes sit, eminent domain um, requires that the government 
give each homeowner notice and gives them fair market value for those homes. And of course, we know a number of brilliant real estate attorneys if they feel like what they're being offered is not fair market value. So, you know, lawyer up and assert your rights. But if and when that actually does happen to a homeowner, they too can take that base property tax and port it to another home, um, again, with the same criteria, equal or lesser value. And of course, in that instance, you don't have to be over 55 or disabled. The government is taking your home. It's not your fault. You don't have to pay a tax penalty for that. Stands to reason. It's logic. It's logic. All right, we talked a lot about ways to save money here. There are also some property tax assistance programs, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Few relate to senior citizens, as we talked about, those who um, are visually impaired, those living with disability, correct? Yes. What else do we need to know about that in the few minutes we have remaining? Um, Anything about a property tax postponement, even? Mm -hmm. See, and this is a a very different program, because the first programs we were talking about is a permanent reduction in your property tax levy, because you're taking um, a reduced taxable value from another property and moving it to a new one. These programs, these property tax assistance programs, are where if someone is living in a home and they are blind or disabled and you have to be a senior citizen for this, then they actually take your property tax bill and they waive it. If you say, I can't pay it, you have to prove that you make less than 45 some odd thousand dollars a year. You know, of course, tax returns and whatnot are going to be required for that. You have to prove your disability. And instead of just not paying your taxes and then incurring penalties for not paying your taxes and risk being foreclosed on because you didn't pay your property taxes. You make a deal with the government and they say, okay, you're not going to have to pay your property taxes this year. We see that you cannot. We see that you meet these eligibility requirements. You agree to let us put a lien on your property for this property tax bill. If you want to do this for multiple years, every year you have to do it. But again, the Orange County Assessor is a brilliantly run office and they have someone there to help you with this. So Please, you know, if you are older or you have an older family member and they are income restricted and they are disabled or blind, they do not have to find a way to pay the property taxes or get food. They can actually negotiate with the county. And wouldn't you rather them have a lien on their home for two or three thousand dollars a year? You know, like any other mortgage, you know, it would have to be paid off over, you know, whenever the home is resold or what have you. And the only caveat is that they have 40% equity, and, and most people in these circumstances do. Many of them own their homes outright, and they have a great sense of pride because they paid off their mortgage. So, yeah, th- these are important programs, too, but they're, they're very different. This is not a forgiven debt. Uh, it is something that's just put on the back burner for later, and it doesn't incur penalties. And you have to stay on top of it and, and renew it annually. And if anyone has questions, call me. We're happy to help. We'll put you in contact with the Orange County Assessor's Office. They want to help. They want to help. We want to help our aging. We want to help our disabled. We want to be there to not penalize those people who are just doing their best. And that's the message you keep trying to get out week after week, is that there are programs out there, there is data out there Mm -hmm. that others may not know about, Mm -hmm. but it's not upon the burden of a potential homeowner or buyer to try to find this information on their own. Reach out to someone qualified like yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. We in the real estate industry, if we call ourselves brokers, I feel like as a fiduciary, it is our responsibility to let everyone know what programs are available for them. And equally, I think it's our responsibility to ensure people are not going to try to abuse those programs so the funds remain there for those who are truly deserving and needy. 
And we've had to have a couple attorneys on our show to be able to talk about what happens when there's abusive programs there. So we also can refer others if they have questions about that. Absolutely. All right, See? Paul, how do you think we did with our with, with our version of property tax pillow talk? <laughs> I think that truth is stranger than fiction. <gasps> Look at you. <laughs> did you learn something today? I did, and I got some questions for it here, but let's do a shout out quickly for your, um, for your sponsor here Fair today. Fair enough. All right. Well, as always, we know that Wendy surrounds herself with a cadre of cool and educated, uh, smart people. And one of them is Ford and Dulio, our sponsor for today, Orange County-based boutique litigation firm with experienced attorneys from big law firms. The partners who founded Ford and Dulio did so in the concept of what they call aligned interests, where their success is directly related to the value of the results they achieve for you where they're rewarded for being efficient and effective, not just for dragging it out and running up the bill, and where they engage in the relentless pursuit of their clients' goals, whether in litigation, mediation, or even trial. So if that's something you're missing in your life and you'd like to learn more, it's pretty simple. Just go to their site, forddiulio.com, F-O-R-D-D-I-U-L-I-O, forddiulio.com. All right. You, once again, surprised me with something I didn't even know. Isn't that crazy? I thought that's what's holding everybody from selling their homes in Orange County, is that we all bought them 20, 30 years ago, and we're afraid we could we could take that profit and roll it into the new house, and we think so our mortgage might be about the same, but our property taxes won't be because they're based on the sale price. Will you please go tell everybody, just scream it from the rooftops? So I, for one, was thinking I can't ever sell my house because I bought it literally 20-some years ago for some ridiculous price, and it's literally tripled since I bought it in price. And so how can I go buy? I can take the cash and swap it in the new house, but now I'm paying a million-dollar property tax, not a $300,000 property tax. No, you're not. No, you're not. And this is why you hang out with people like me, because yeah. we know how to save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But am I wrong? Is that not one of the things holding back people? They think, well, I can't. I could maybe pay for the million-dollar house, but I can't pay for the property taxes on a million-dollar house. I'm pretty sure it is, and that's why I felt it was so important to talk about this, because people are not putting their homes on the market. And the only thing I can think of is that they don't understand that they don't have to pay more property tax. They yeah. can take that property tax bill and bring it with them. And you know, I mean, what's your property tax bill? And what's your home worth? It's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, it's like, I think I pay like uh, $4,000 a year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which I thought was ridiculously high back then, but now right. I, you're telling me it could be $16,000 a year or something. Yes. I, my house was $300,000 when we bought it. That's incredible. I love that. Little, you know, starter house that we never got out of here. Right. And so that starter house is, you're telling me, worth a million dollars now yeah. or something like that. Exactly. So if you wanted to buy something smaller, like me, I'm appreciating having less Florida mop. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can totally take it with you. And that's my concern. My concern but it's got to be equal to or less than. And if it's more than, if, you, if I bought a $2 million house. Then you're only going to have a tax calculation on whatever that margin is above the value of the departure home. I see. So it's still a huge And this reduction. is for anybody over 55. And then you talked about or people that have a disability mm -hmm. or people have been, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, lost their home, eminent domain. Uh, right. Uh, fire it was contaminated. You know. How about veterans? You mentioned veterans quickly. Yes. Too. Well, veterans, it depends. It depends upon if they're disabled. So, so that's a case-by-case -case thing. And, and if you're not sure, call me and we'll talk about it. But yeah, disabled veterans, for sure. 
I think you've hit the nail on why so many people aren't moving, partly because mm-hmm. we're living longer. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, where that expectation is I'm going to move into a senior house or a condo or something, that hasn't quite hit a lot of us yet here. Mm-hmm. And so we're – and we've got grandkids and everything else, so we don't want to suddenly move out to the desert and all these <laughs> other things like my right. parents did years ago. Right. But, 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 I think that's the fear of where do I go next? Totally. And, and, and how am I going to pay for that? Well, you know, Paul – I. I didn't realize because I thought that I I talk about this all the time and apparently I don't. I'm keeping it to myself too much. I think you are. I yeah. I did not know this existed. Yeah. So yesterday, it's a yeah, yeah. Yesterday I drove up to um, where was I? Paso Robles mm-hmm. because a, a dear, very dear friend of mine who became a client. She sold her home with me a year and a half ago, um, and we're the same age. She's over fifty-five, and she was up in Paso looking at houses. And there was this darling little house in this amazing view location and she stood there and she goes yeah but what are my property taxes going to be and i said you're going to take them with you see see you're going to take them with you yeah Yeah. and i I know the clients you're talking about she's highly educated she's a brilliant attorney brilliant attorney worldly and there is this gnawing misconception that is harming people because Mm -hmm. it's preventing them from acting upon really good deals for themselves and advancing and moving their life forward. If you took a, um, what is it, sky writing or something, you wrote this (laughs) in the sky. I wish I could. Surrender Dorothy, I'm thinking of the Wizard of Oz and the witch rides around. If you just told everybody this message, everybody would look up in the sky, I think there'd be a rush to sell houses here. Because I think a lot of people would like to sell their house, particularly as their kids moved out, they wanted to Downsize. Mm-hmm. We change. We evolve. We're humans. You know, our needs for our environment change. And it's one of the few things we do for the aging population is give them this tax benefit. And so. you go anywhere in the States? So anywhere I could go to state. Paso Robles or you something? You totally could. You could go to the California side of Lake Tahoe if you want to. W- you will know? you send us some wine, Paul, if you move there? <laughs> oh, move to Napa. Yeah. yeah I'll sit we'll, we'll trade you scones for wine. I don't know why this is so shocking to me. I, it I've is never shocking. heard okay. this before. I don't. I, I thought I knew a lot about this subject. I did not know that. All right, so here's my burning question. Yes. Did you find that sexy? <laughs> I'm kind of excited, See? so I guess. <laughs> I'm feeling Yay. kind of uh, excited. So, it's a yeah. win. It's a we win. We all love saving money and making money. And right. we don't actually have to even do anything for it. It's even better. These 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 exist for us. The mm-hmm. only thing that your job here right now is, Wendy, mm-hmm. as you're doing every week, is to bust these misconceptions. Yeah. Right. Well, and I just want people to understand, too, you don't have to be like, okay, I'm in this big old house and it no longer suits my need and I have to prove why I'm moving. No. You can move just because you're bored with your house. It doesn't matter. If you're over 55, you are taking that base property tax levy with you. But remember, it doesn't happen automatically. You have to tell the assessor you're over 55. You you have to tell them. I'll bet a bunch of people have it. I I wonder how many people have just bitten the bullet and said, I can't handle this house anymore and moved somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. And suddenly they're paying a huge tax bill that somebody should have said, you know, you you don't have to pay this. If anybody has done that, please, please, please call me and let's figure it out. Can you go backwards? I'm not sure, but let's try. Let's try this. What's your number? How do they contact you? Right, right, right. Okay, so my number's all over the universe. It's it's 949-870-2424. Or email me, wendy at realveracity.com. Or hit me up on social media. All my social media is under Real Veracity. But yeah, let's figure it out. 
about because if you can save 10 grand this year, let's get on it. I really think this is a topic people do not understand. I mean, I, I've had conversations, you, you've shared this information with me. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with people, Paul, like yourself, who've actually fought with me telling me, no, your information is incorrect. Yeah, I'm trying to find some flaw in this. Like, well, there must be some hidden clause right, or right. something here that you're Just not Google OCSS or go to Claude Parrish's website. All the information is right there and the forms. Oh, Claude, how can we not? We love our club. We do. We mm-hmm. do. You know, I think that you hear that rumbling. That's not an earthquake. That's everyone waking up to this knowledge <laughs> yes. and realizing and they're frantically and they're running to their computers <laughs> and they're frantically thinking, where can I move next? Cause the house really isn't suiting me. Well, think about it. I mean, even if we're still working, which a lot of us in our 50s are because we love what we do, many of us can work remotely. Yeah, right. If I could work from the beach in Santa Barbara, hello. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You can go anywhere. I think you're going to unlock. If, as people hear this and learn this, you're going to get a lot of people calling saying, well, I mean, I don't have to stay here. I thought, because mm-hmm. a lot of us feel kind of trapped. Mm-hmm. I got in at an incredible time. I didn't know this was going to take off like this. And maybe I've paid it off or I'm close to paying it off, whatever Why it is. Why do I feel like Paul's going to ask me to sell his house? I, I think, think so. so. Wow, we're gone. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, my Pass work robot. All, right. All right. All right. Before Wendy lists Paul's house, let's uh, wrap up this one show. <laughs> And, you know, usually at this point, Wendy, when you're hosting, you're back in your hosting seat, you always ask your guests um, a few questions from the Vanity Fair Prowse Questionnaire. We've already done that with you a few times. Everyone knows you live in Santa Ana with Harley and um, you have your boy Mm. and some of your favorite possessions and treasures. But there's something else that you touch upon and you use your show with every week is to highlight nonprofit endeavors Mm -hmm. and some of the ways that we all strive to make Orange County a better place to live, work, learn, all of the play. Real quick, what are some of the upcoming nonprofit endeavors you have going on and your company is sponsoring and all of that? What should we check in, check out? Well, you know, two of my favorite both touch on um, veterans wellness um, and just veterans services because my late husband was a Marine. Hoorah. So the Shea Center, which is that amazing equestrian facility in the northern part of San Juan Capistrano, and they do horse therapy for people with disabilities. And their patients are anywhere from two years old to 89 years old, I think is the oldest patient. And and people who have cognitive and, and other disabilities, it's shocking and, and wonderful to hear that sometimes a child's first words happen because of the Shea Center therapy. And sometimes their first steps are taken because they've learned to control their muscles because they have MS or muscular dystrophy because of the Shea Center. So um, the Shea Center has their annual gala, which is amazing, on June 25th at the Montage Resort. And I went last year, I forget the name of the band, the band is amazing. I mean, if you like Casey and the Sunshine Band and like dance jazz, this this multi-piece band is like all of that in a bag of chips. It's so much fun, fabulous food, fabulous auction items, um, and we will be there. So get your tickets now. Um, they are not inexpensive because the Shea Center has about 11% of the funds that pay for the writing therapy because they, they have many physical therapists that are required to do the work. All of the rest of the money comes from donations. So come, have a fabulous night, write a check. You'll see me there June 25th, montage. Um, And then we've got a little uh, lead time before Veterans Legal Institute has their big gala, and that's the first week of November. So we'll get back to you on that. But I'm loving it's going to be the Lion Ear Museum. And if you don't know Veterans Legal Institute, they provide pro bono or nearly free 
legal services for veterans, widows of veterans, which touches me, um, or enlisted personnel who are having trouble accessing their rights or, or, or you know, otherwise just need support for some event that's come up in their life. They do incredibly, incredibly important work. They keep people in jobs. They help people get jobs. They help people integrate from military into a civilian career. They help them get care for their, their kids if they need it, get housing, get education. Phenomenal. Soup to nuts. Phenomenal. We'll add both events to your website so people listening Perfect. can go there to the blog yes. and find out and donate, sign up, attend, learn more. Give your time or your treasure, people. All right. Wendy, thank you very much for allowing me to guest host this week. Delightful. I think uh, you you definitely have caused a little bit of a your own kind of earthquake here in Orange County of 55-year-olds and above learning that they can sell their home without being penalized. Yes, people. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.